Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Hi, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics, bringing you another installment of Auto Line Daily, this time for Casual Friday, November 12, 2010. Look, Mom, no tie. And what a load of news we've got for you today. We'll take a look at technology that's under development to help your car's windshield resist frost. We'll learn why Daimler CEO Dieter Zetsche is making waves, and we'll take a peek at this week's episode of AutoLine Detroit. So let's jump to it. First up, this morning, Volkswagen Group reported its global sales figures for the month of October. The company posted 612,200 deliveries of its Volkswagen, Skoda, Audi, Seat, Lamborghini, Bentley, and Bugatti brands. For reference, that's an increase of 9.8% over October of last year, and comfortably above the industry average so far of 4.5%. October's numbers bumped the group's calendar year to date performance to 12.4% over the first 10 months of 2009. That works out to 5.98 million vehicles. Breaking VW's performance out by region shows 38% year-on-year increase in China for the first 10 months. Much of this on the strength of Audi. The U.S. market saw 295,000 deliveries for an increase of almost 21%. In the European market, Volkswagen's performance was far less impressive, with a rise of only two-tenths of one percent for the period. The reported numbers include passenger cars, SUVs, and the group's commercial entries. General Motors has announced pricing of the Opel Ampera range-extended electric vehicle. The five-door Ampera will start at €42,900, or a mere slice under $58,900-US-style dollars. You may recall the Ampera is a Chevy Volt given a face job and a butt rework to transmute it into an Opel. Beyond a more aggressive front end, revised interior trim, the big difference between the Ampere and the Volt are an elaborate series of zeros and ones. The engine and battery software of the Opel has been recompiled with the ever-present possibility of Autobahn cruising in mind. At certain speeds, the engine will cut in to maintain battery charge rather than have it operate the car as a pure electric initially for every trip, as does the Volt. A cool feature on the Ampera is a hold setting that allows the driver to operate the car on the gasoline engine and then switch over to electric operation with the press of a button. This is for the guy who would commute into the center of a city that has zero emissions only areas for driving or municipalities that waive their congestion fees for zero emissions tailpipe vehicles. Strangely, GM will also sell the Chevy Volt in many of the same markets as the Opel. Volts for Europe will use exactly the same propulsion and charging software as the Ampera. The Ampera, which will be offered as a Vauxhall for the UK and an Opel for continental Europe, will be built alongside the Volt at GM's Detroit Hamtramck assembly plant. And speaking of GM's extended range EV, General Electric announced it will purchase 12,000 Chevy Volts for its global fleet of vehicles starting next year. It's part of a larger plan in which the company plans to convert half of its fleet of vehicles to EVs by 2015. GE plans to purchase 25,000 electric vehicles overall, which makes it the largest single electric vehicle commitment to date by a company. But even with large purchases like this, Daimler CEO Dieter Zetsche still sees slow growth for electric vehicles around the globe. According to the Wall Street Journal, Zetsche says that in 10 years' time, the overall share of electric vehicles is likely to still be in the single-digit percentage range. But he adds it's important to make large investments now to be competitive in 10 years because, and this is quoting him, in the long run, there's no alternative to electric driving. And speaking of the general, GM's been putting a lot of overtime in lately, and it shows. The company's been kicking out some really stellar products, and the latest to deliver the goods is Chevy's Compact Cruise. The Eco model of the C-segment car has just been EPA labeled at 42 miles per gallon on the highway. 42 miles per gallon. That's a paltry 5.6 liters per 100 kilometer for the metric folks out there. Equally impressive is its around town rating of 28 miles per gallon, which works out to about 8.4 liters per kilometer. Its fuel economy is better than most B-segment cars, which are a class smaller. As the old saying goes, the devil's in the details. 
Engineers have fine-tuned many aspects of the car, from its turbocharged 1.4-liter four-cylinder engine to adding a host of very specific aero enhancements and also cutting a lot of weight out of the vehicle. The Cruze Eco tips the scales at just about 3,000 pounds, which by 2010 standards makes it something of a lightweight. In a good way, of course. The stage is set for a battle royal between Chevy and Ford, specifically with the Cruze and the next-gen Focus. Which one is going to be able to stretch the gallon of fuel the farthest? We'll have to wait until early next year when Ford fires off its Focus Salvo to find out. If you live in a frigid northern climate, you're definitely familiar with frost. There are a few things more annoying than having to scrape layers of ice off your windshield on a cold January morning. But Volkswagen researchers are working on a technology to help avoid this inconvenience. Wards reports the automaker is developing a special film that can help windshields and sunroofs resist an icy buildup. In a complicated, very scientific process I don't have enough time to explain to any of you right now, a special nanoparticle film is applied to the glass. The film traps infrared radiation from the atmosphere and it keeps the glass warmer, resists the buildup of frost. Pretty cool, huh? Up next, we've got a preview of this week's riveting installment of AutoLine Detroit, this time coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. This week on AutoLine, John's gone country, or at least he's down in the south, test driving Nissan's all-electric Leaf. One of the big concerns people have about electric vehicles is range. How far can they go on a charge? Well, I get stranded at my mother-in-law's house. So how far can the LEAF stretch a full battery? Mark Perry, director of product planning at Nissan, helps us pin down a number. But how far might it go down? Let's say I've got the heater on and I got four people and it's freezing cold outside or just yep. the opposite, it's blazing hot and I'm running the air conditioning. Could it go down to what? Yeah, and actually the heater uses more energy than the air conditioner. So I'll do your cold weather one first. Worst case for an EV, anybody's EV, New York City, eight miles an hour, stop and go traffic, so you're not moving very far, and it's 14 degrees outside, you're blasting your heater. You may see, you may be able to survive that for six hours, but you're only gonna go 60 miles, because you're just not going that far. Uh, Phoenix, 95 degrees, highway speeds, you know, you're on Interstate 10, you may see 75, 80 miles with your air conditioner. So it's, it's different. So other than the extremes, though, you should be able to get 100 miles out of this yeah, car. Yeah, we think most people, 80 on the low end, 115 on the high end, that's where most people will fall. The hypermilers, yes, we'll have somebody do 140, I'm sure. <laughs> For more on the Nissan LEAF and to get Commander McElroy's driving impressions of it, check out this week's episode of AutoLine Detroit, show number 1438. Of course, you can see it right now on our website, AutoLineDetroit.tv. One more thing to say before I bid you all adieu. Remember, John and company will be out in Los Angeles covering the LA Auto Show next week. They'll be webcasting live from the show floor. Pretty cool, huh? And that's the exciting conclusion of today's installment of AutoLine Daily. Once more, I'm Jim Hall of 2953 Analytics. Thanks for tuning in, and I do believe I'm going to see you next week.